Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. Everybody, welcome back to Maybe It's Spiritual. Hi, Hi. here. Thanks for having us. <laughs> so last time we talked with Matt and Julia, and now we have a new special guest, Charlie. Welcome to the podcast, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Charlie. Hello. Oh, so last time, for those who are just now tuning in, we. We talked about the Court Street United Methodist Church, and these guys are back, plus Charlie, to talk about Julia and Charlie's old house on John Street. Yes. For, for everybody, for the record, Charlie's my son. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, we lived there for almost I eight think it was seven years. years. Yeah, almost eight uh, years. Um, so we moved there when he was just about to turn five so awesome so yeah do a quick round of introductions and then let's let's get to these i want to hear your tales sweet all right all right whoever wants to go first not everybody wants we'll let ladies go first you said that last time okay I, I still hi i'm julia <laughs> he's still a gentleman <laughs> always i'm julia i uh grew up born and raised in Rockford for, you know, I lived there most of my life until I moved uh, to Chicago for about a year. And now I'm here in New York City uh, playing piano for a Broadway show. And I have been a musician uh, my whole life, mostly in Rockford. Well, really until now in Rockford, (laughs) uh, playing piano. And I have one son, his name is Charlie, and you you get to meet him right now. Thanks for stealing the introduction. (laughs) (laughs) hi my name is charlie uh i lived in rockford till i was 14 till i moved to the chicagoland area and yeah i lived in that house for about eight years so we got some experiences can't wait well hello i am matt wandell no relation to either julia or charlie uh but also born and raised in rockford there julia and i were co-workers for a little while uh and have been friends ever since yeah. And Matt, Matt is actually my son. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not entirely not related. We're family. That's what I call it when it's friends, Fram- family. Your okay. chosen family is family. Yeah. Family. That's that's a, the more important relationship there. Yeah. Exactly. That'll be the, the second title of this episode the family. <laughs> <The> fram- <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So yeah, so during pre-interview, we had talked a little bit about the house. Now it's time. Yeah. Just go. Start wherever. Who wants to go? I could start. I will just Oh, sorry. sorry. No, 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 no. I was just going to say that as Matt and I were working together, we we started hanging out because we both are musicians. Uh, Matt's a fantastic singer, songwriter, guitarist, pianist. I mean, he's a really fabulous musician and well, thank you. Gosh. Uh plug that his hurt. music by the way. <laughs> Uh, he's fantastic. So yeah, uh, you know, we started hanging out a little bit and I invited him over to my house. Yeah. So I went over to Julia's house one night after work. Um, and I forget why I'm assuming you went to go like tuck Charlie into bed or something like that. So you went upstairs. <clears throat> and so I'm just kind of sitting in the living room there on the couch, which is facing the stairwell going up to the second floor. And I can recall, like, I'm just kind of like messing around on my phone or whatnot, waiting for you to come on back down. And I keep hearing these footsteps that are coming down the stairs and whatnot. And of course, then, it, of course, it like it draws my eyes upwards, thinking, okay, it, here comes Juliet. No, nobody there. And this happens several times. And then I start, because, because I'm continually drawn to the stairs. I start getting this sense that in my peripheral vision, kind of like up at the top there, it's almost like there's this head that's kind of peeking around the corner. Now, I can't really get any sort of like descriptive uh, sense out of it other than the fact that, okay, it seems like there's a head peeking around the corner. And my first thought is, oh, Charlie's just playing around. Like maybe he like went to go brush his teeth and instead of like going back to bed or something like that, like he's just kind of like he knows that I'm there. So he's just kind of like peeking around the corner. So of course, I, you know, a couple of the other times I'm, you know, looking back up, expecting to see somebody there or a head peeking around the corner. No, nothing whatsoever. And of course I don't hear, um, at least from Julia, I don't hear uh, any particular reason up until later, which then all kind of like all correlates back to that. I'm like, Oh, Oh, that's why I'm seeing things. Okay. <laughs> She's just laughing over there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I will allow you to go ahead and uh, expand upon that. All right. Can I well, bring that? Huh? Can I bring something into that? Sure. Uh, that's the first time I've ever heard of anybody else having that experience other than me. I, really? Oh. That was one of the scariest things that ever happened to me, actually, in that house. I, I um... This was when I was staying in a room that faced directly towards the hallway. Remember, it was mom remembers the one that had the loft bed in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, when I was younger, I would like call out to mom if I like wanted some water or anything. You know, I was like six years old. So, of course, I was going to. But I, I remember it was one night that I was doing it and like, I, like everything was just weirdly silent in the house. Like I didn't even hear the TV on downstairs or anything, which I usually would. You know, mom would be watching The Simpsons or something. And <laughs> but i call out to mom a few times i don't hear anything so i start yelling louder i'm like my you know i'm trying to get her attention and i just hear like slamming booming footsteps like a few just start going down the hallway fast and then they stop you know after like a second like towards oh, you towards my room yeah oh, like oh. Heading, heading from the <laughs> attic that, I mean, even like i mean mom can explain it later but that's what it sounded like that's where all that energy was originally coming from like near the attic door which is right next to also like mom's room at the time, I remember. And so I yell out again because I'm like, maybe it is just mom or maybe it's like the cat, you know? 
I'm thinking anything else. It's probably just something like that. I yell out to her again, just again, moving closer to my room, just boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, I'm starting to freak out at that point, you know? <laughs> and I, I keep like, I'm at this point, I'm screaming, you know, I'm terrified. I'm like, somebody is in this house. And like, every time I scream, just do, 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 like louder and louder coming towards my room. And it was like, I heard it right, like, uh, right outside my door, there was the bathroom to the left. And I heard it like run right up to like right in front of the bathroom. And I couldn't see in front of the bathroom because my bed was in the opposite corner of the room. But I just remember like I was just crying at that point, you know, I mean, you know, I'm six years old, I'm terrified, you know, I think somebody's about to come into my room and get me. And I, I yell again at this point, I'm like, it's just a shriek of terror. And I hear mom downstairs like, what, what do you want? You know, like, <laughs> it sounded like, like I all of a sudden heard him and it sounded like somebody was like murdering him or something. Yeah. Like yeah. she couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear her. Like it was like our voices were cut off from each other. It was weird. That's what freaks me out. Like, whatever this was, it sounded like it could cut off like us hearing each other it was weird, but like, it just, it freaked me out. And that happened a few times when I lived there. And it just, it was easily one of the scariest things that happened there. I, it's funny because you telling that, I never really thought about that before, but I remember more than one time where you would be like screaming in terror and you would say like, didn't you hear me? Didn't you hear me? I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? And I would be screaming the whole time. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't hear him till he was like in total panic mode. And it's, and yeah, like the living room is right at the bottom of the stairs, you know, and even there is a door that closes there, but even with the door shut, I mean, the, the house is so open. It was basically like a circle down there, you know? So it's like, it was pretty easy to hear people upstairs or downstairs. I don't know. It was, I do remember that now a few times where he would, he would be screaming so loud and I, I would almost react like, what the hell's wrong with you? And he, he would say, didn't you hear me? Can't you hear me screaming? Um, yeah, that's funny to hear. I mean, not funny, but <laughs> interesting to hear you say that. Hilarious. I hadn't really thought about that, but those pieces. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I didn't know anybody else experienced like footsteps like that. It, you know, it, it, that's. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, not a footsteps Cause yeah, it had that little bit of a curve to it or whatnot. Like it did a, 90 degree angle there at one point and kept going. Yeah, up the stairs did. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. Like somebody's coming down the stairs. Like I can hear footsteps coming down. It heads towards you, right? And yeah. like it stops yep. right before he reaches the door frame where you're at. It's that yep. happens yeah. all the time. It was, mm -hmm. oh man. Yeah. I mean, it, it's nice to know I'm not alone. That's yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. A lot of people would feel uh, chased in that stairwell or in the hallway upstairs, uh, feel yeah. like something was right behind them. Uh, I, I just want to back up a little and talk about when we first bought the house. Um, it was a house that had been foreclosed on and it had been empty for about a year and a half when we bought it. And we bought it in the dead of winter and the bathroom wasn't, was barely functional. And I remembered that I had to get an additional loan to repair the bathroom and Charlie's grandma was going to be moving in with us initially. She was staying with us while I was finishing my last year of college, like when I went back to school to finish my degree. So she moved in pretty quick, like while they were working on this bathroom and everything. And we didn't move in until May. 
and Charlie's fifth birthday was that June. But I remember when we went to see the house for the first time, it had been empty so long. And, um, you know, so we go in, there's no electricity, there's, and it's winter time. But I didn't get a creepy feeling from the house at all when I went in there. It just felt kind of neglected. It just felt very empty. And so, but shortly after we moved in, I started seeing a ghost of a man in overalls. Do you remember me talking about overalls, man? Yes. And I didn't tell Charlie about a lot of this initially because I didn't want to creep him out. He was, he was really young. So I didn't talk to him about it really until later in life, um, except for the, the Combi experience, which we'll talk about. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. But, um, and I kept seeing this overalls guy and I, I sort of got this impression that he maybe had, was a farmer on the land or a worker or something on the land. Uh, not that he had lived in the house. So it, is that because and, of the overalls or was he also like wearing a hat as well or I don't remember him wearing a hat. Okay. Yeah. It's just like the shirt and the overalls looked like like work mm -hmm. clothes, like but like outside work clothes. Right. And um I remember my boyfriend Stu was living with us at the time and I told him about it finally and Stu Stu was a total skeptic, did not believe in any of this stuff. And he goes, you know, it's funny. He said, I swear I turn all, cause I would always go to bed before him. And he said, I swear I turn all these lights off downstairs before I come to bed. And every morning I come down to make coffee, there's a light on. <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, maybe it's overalls guy. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. He goes, Hey fucker, if you're going to keep turning <laughs> the lights on, you got to pay the electric bill. And literally I never saw overalls a guy again. The light thing never happened again. <laughs> 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 so overall he, man was like i'm not paying no bills. he was broke right. man was broke. <laughs> yeah so um yeah but in general so i was having this feeling like there was um things in the house but it never felt like overall man overalls man was one of the few times it felt like a, the same thing over and over again from day to day typically i would feel things in the stairwell i feel like i'm getting chased up the stairs um i would feel stuff in the upstairs hallway and but it would feel sometimes it would feel creepy when you get that feeling like something bad is going to happen or something bad is next to you and sometimes it would just feel like you're not alone but not necessarily a bad thing one day i was napping in the one of the rooms so basically my room was at the front of the house and it took up the whole front of the house. And then there's, sorry, I'm moving. There's a long hallway and then there's the three other bedrooms in a bathroom all at the other end. And so I was in one of the bedrooms and napping. And in this place, as I'm like waking up from the nap, sort of that in between sleeping awake, I saw in the room across the way, which ended up being the room that you were talking about, Charlie, that you were in that had the loft bed. Mm -hmm. Charlie had actually been in all three of those bedrooms at one point in this yeah. case. <laughs> I, I saw a stream of people coming out of the out of that doorway and going down the hallway. I mean, like hundreds of people. They did not look at me, they didn't acknowledge me. It was like they were waiting in line and, and moving through through a queue. And they had clothes from all different time periods. They 
didn't even seem to really acknowledge each other. And so I started calling the upstairs hallway, the train station, because that's what it felt like. It felt like they were getting ready to like board a train or something. So I just wanted to preface with that material. Oh man. <laughs> but one of the first times Charlie and I had a shared experience was, <sighs> do you want me to tell my part and then you tell your part? Well, let's tell my part first. Cause mine wasn't exactly like while I was conscious. Okay, sure. Oh, basically, but I feel like your part, like, I think I should tell my part first because I found out about yours the next morning. Good point. Good point. Okay. Good point. Yeah. This this so, serious, by the way. Yeah, yeah. This was when he was probably still around six. Yeah. I would say about six years old. Yeah. And it was summer. I remember because my window was open and I was asleep, and the cat was on the asleep on the bed with me, and I woke up startled because. You know how sometimes when you have young kids, they will creep up on you in your room and just all of a sudden, does that happen to you, Matt, with your children? Yeah. yeah. Like all of a sudden they're like there in your face or something. You're like, oh my, uh -huh. where'd yeah. you come from? You yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I woke up with a start and I saw what I thought was Charlie standing at the end of my bed. And I was like, Jesus, Charlie, what are you doing in here? And he didn't say anything. And all of a sudden I realized that I'm looking at a really dark shadow figure of a child and I was like my heart just started beating so fast because I knew it wasn't Charlie and the cat Ming all of a sudden jumped up off the bed and went scr like scrambling down the hallway away from the bedroom and my heart is just pounding and the little figure goes hmm, like kneels down like behind the end of the bed oh, that's and I was like holy crap so I like climbed on the bed and look over the edge and nothing's there but it scared the crap out of me it was such an eerie feeling and then the next morning i'm making my six-year-old breakfast and here's what he has to say <laughs> all right my bad i'm grabbing my phone charger real quick but basically what happened was i had a dream the night before and it was it wasn't one that was great it was an absolute nightmare but basically i was playing I was playing catch with a red, it was a red ball and there was this boy in overalls and there was a storm drain right outside our house. Like this is actually, it was like the actual shape of the neighborhood, you know, of the block, you know, it had, it had Raph's house at the time. It had, you know, the corner house. It was, it was our block, but there was a storm drain right on the corner of the block and the boy's ball fell in and he went, you know how you could like, I, I don't know if you remember Raph, but you can like open the storm drain, you know, if a ball yeah. went in, you're able to climb down. Well, we did that. He climbed in, and it started raining, and he drowned. His name was Combe from what he from what he told me while I was playing with him. But that's the dream I had, and that same night was the night that mom saw the shadow of the little boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just really strange for and and for him at that age to be able to give me that detailed information about a dream about a kid who was, you know, his age mm -hmm. and the child who I saw in my room was clearly someone that I thought was Charlie. So I don't know, just maybe it's total coincidence, but I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. And and then I'm I don't know. I think Matt's probably thinking the same thing. The overalls. Mm -hmm. I, saw I don't remember mm -hmm. Charlie until yep. mentioned the overalls before or I don't remember that part. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So 
like, I almost feel like, because we kind of almost have a name, right? I almost feel like maybe that's something we might be able to find some sort of historical record almost. Yeah. To, to oh, yeah. See if there was a kid who passed away on John. Well, I do remember going to the library after that and trying to find some history on the house. Mm-hmm. And I learned, um, you know how there's that school that got turned into apartments, Matt, a couple blocks away called Garrison School? And yes. the former mm-hmm. mayor, like, turned him into fancy apartments. So I went to that grade school, Garrison. So all of that land on the North End was owned by the Garrison family and it was all farmland there. So I don't know, but my house was also one of the earlier houses to be built on that. My house was like 125 years old, which, um, you know, a lot of the houses in the neighborhood were not that old, Um, although it was still old neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I didn't really find any like news articles about the property per se or anything, but uh, and I didn't dig super deep either. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I just want to jump in real quick because I didn't say this earlier, but like I also happen to be your neighbor mm-hmm. while yeah. this stuff is happening. That's a good, good. Yes. I yes. have no idea. <laughs> across so the street, right across the street. Yeah. yeah. I literally lived across the street from this. Yeah. We really should have. Yeah. I probably should have <laughs> understood that, that, <laughs> that earlier. Yeah. That's no, how certain- like we, we also looked into our house and our house was like, also old like over 100 years like there were like they at some point there was no record yes yeah that the the records just didn't exist yeah it didn't go that far back Mm -hmm. because i had to find it on the fire department maps and it there's sort of there was like i don't remember if it was five-year gaps in the fire department so it was like it wasn't in one year but like five years later it appeared on the map you know so like sometime in that time it was it was built yeah so um, our houses were like hundred years, hundred years old. Not hundred, mm-hmm. hundred. Yeah, yeah, one million years old. <laughs> well, that used to be the fancy part of Rockford. You know, that used to be the upscale part yeah. of Rockford where they built the fancy houses. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I mean they were all fancy. Yeah, yeah. One of the main things I remember about your house is just like the huge columns in the front. Yeah, it was. Oh, this house looks. It looked like a like a southern <laughs> plantation style <laughs> house. Yeah. Yeah, the giant white pillars in the front. Yeah, holding yes. up the roof over the, the porch area. Yeah, it was super. Yeah, it was really pretty. It did kind of look like a plantation house. I have to tell a terrible joke here, actually. Right, a terrible. It somebody else made a joke that was terrible, but it was one of uh, the church members came to a choir party that I had at the house, and she's African American, and she pulled up to the house and she goes, "Oh." Can I come in the front door? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that is something she would say. Yeah. No, yeah. Now we're um, now we're so that was pretty funny. I mean, she was joking, but because right, we, right. everybody would say, like, oh, it's a beautiful southern plantation, but like oh man, southern plantations. But um <laughs> anyway. So really from that point on, I feel like really once Charlie was probably I don't know how old do you think you were that I, we started like sharing our experiences with each other like 11 or 12 it was only like a couple years before we moved out okay yeah because there was another time we had a shared experience I don't know if you remember but um it was one of the times that I heard you screaming really loud yeah. uh, like fright frightened loud and as I was coming up the stairs I swore I saw a small, like, animal run out of your room. I was about to bring that up. Now, yeah. the hallway. And then when I came in your room, you were like, 
there's a small animal in here. There's like a little dog or something. Do you do you remember this? Yeah, I straight up screamed that it was a ghost animal. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like I had I had a bed that never that didn't touch either wall that was like against it. Yeah, it touched like one of the front walls, but it had like two spaces on the side. Mm-hmm. One of them, I look over and there's just this little black mass going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth towards my bed in the wall, just shooting back and forth. And I just freaked the fuck out. I was scared, you know? Because, I mean, I don't know what that is, you know? It's running right next to my bed. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. And, yeah, she comes upstairs. And, I mean, even I saw it dart out the door. And I was like, uh-oh. And that's why I find it interesting how Ma saw it run right towards her out my door as well. Yeah. So what did it look like? Was it, you said, like like a dog type? Yeah. It, yeah. But because of how, like, it, it was sort of blurry in a sense, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Because it was going so fast, but yeah. and it, it sort of had the shape like a pomer like a pomeranian, like a poofy type, yeah. like I, I roundish. I thought it was like a what's it like a not not a Yorkie a Schnauzer? I don't know. Very small, very hairy dog. You know, yeah. Okay. One where like when it runs, you can see all the hair fly around it. You know, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I do remember that being the first time that I recall acknowledging what Charlie saw and not trying to brush it off sure. where I said, yeah, I, too, eh? and I, I say, I don't remember how old he was at this point, but I remember saying, sitting on his bed and going, okay, I just saw that come out of your room as I came up the stairs. And honestly, I remember seeing relief on Charlie's face because we both had been having all these experiences, but I didn't want to scare him by talking about it. But he'd been scared by himself, thinking he was the only one, like having the like experiencing these things. And I remember he started talking to me about the footsteps in the hallway and, um, just you know the noises he would hear up there, and it was interesting to start sharing those stories with each other. Yeah. Um, when, it, when it ran out of, because you said that you saw it run out of his bedroom. Yeah. Where did it go from there? Or did it just- Towards my bedroom. Okay. It went, came out the hallway and then went towards my bedroom or like the attic door, which is to the left of the, when you're up at the top of the stairs, I have to go to the right to go to Charlie's room. Okay. And to the left is my room in the attic door. Okay. Gosh. Yeah. But I was headed right for Charlie. Yeah. Because of the way he was screaming. Huh? Did you see it multiple times? No. Just, just yeah. the one? Yeah. yeah. I mean- that's also kind of a thing that like I like to bring up because I mean I did talk to this about someone they're like oh well I mean your your mom talked to you about it well she influenced it I'm like she didn't talk to me about it for like the first six years we lived there you know <laughs> like I've this was me just freaked out as a kid you know yeah like none of this was influenced this is all just like my own stuff you know yeah and Charlie I think we had talked about in the last episode towards the end where I had said I felt like I was kind of like a lighthouse where things know that I can see them and hear them and will come to me. I think Charlie has that gift, if you want to call it that as well, because he started having those kinds of dreams when he was four at our apartment before then, um, where he would tell me about these kinds of things he was seeing in that room, uh, in his bedroom. And so I, you know, I never doubted what he, what he was seeing, but I didn't want to affirm for him that young that oh yeah I'm totally seeing ghosts too because I didn't want to influence him I didn't want it to become a thing so that's why I I think we also talked about in the last episode that I taught him that golden bubble trick about yeah. doing like creating a safe space and a boundary 
Yeah, because I about eventually. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about that again. Yeah, yeah talk about that. <laughs> okay. Again. Yeah. So um, basically, it was we talk about a golden bubble like floating over our heads, and we would sort of do this meditation together. And I'd say, imagine the golden bubble coming down around you, surrounding your whole body, and that the the bubble is filled with uh, soft pink light. Um, and peace and love and security and that it creates a boundary from negative energy or even not even negative energy but things you don't want to bother you while you're trying to sleep and I taught Charlie that you can do it for other people like he would sometimes be upset where he would say I can't I can't focus on it I'd say well I'll do it for you you know like I can make a golden bubble for you Mm -hmm. and I mean I don't know if you were placating me, Charlie, but you seem to say that it often worked for you. How, I mean, how did you really feel about it? Yeah, it did work. I mean, I still do it to this day when I I, ha- I feel weird. Yeah. And, and it works. I can, I can absolutely say it works. And it's funny because I eventually talked to a psychic, but I went to a, um, this yes, sort I was, of. I was going to ask you about this too, because I was like, I swear, like, you were talking with like a medium or something out of Chicago and they like pretty much described the exact same thing of like a yes. golden bubble. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I had met some, a psychic at an event I was at, at the, I can't remember the name of the, the mansion that's across the street from Swedish American hospital. Briggs mansion. Like, huh? Briggs. Mm-hmm. I think it was that one. And they had an event there where they talked about the ghost stories there, but they also told us about the history. There's this amazing, um, paranormal researcher in Rockford named Kathy Kressel. She's written a book called Haunted Rockford. I think she's written another book and she does these events like hauntedrockford.com. There's, she does all these events. Do you know Kathy? I don't, but to the guys who are on last or a couple weeks ago, they're really good and close with her and they, we just started a group chat with her. So. Oh, you got to have her on. She's fantastic. I'm funny enough. My younger, my youngest sister is like best was best friends with one of her kids growing up. But um, small world, (laughs) I know, right? So anyway, I met this psychic there. I talked to him about what was going on at the house. He said, "If you want, you can call me and we can talk about it." So I called him and called him from the house, and he never even came to the house. Like he did this reading and stuff from away from the house, and I. I'm probably going to remember this in the wrong order. So I apologize, but I do remember talking to him about, or he talked about Charlie and I being these light, these lighthouses. Mm -hmm. And he said, you need to learn how to create boundaries for yourself so you can sleep. So Charlie isn't so scared at night. And he did, he started talking to me about, I wish I could remember Matt. Maybe you remember what I told you, like how he introduced this golden bubble to me. Do you remember it all? Or did you just that he mentioned it? I want to say that that you had already done the whole like golden bubble thing with Charlie. And that's yes. when when you had at some point later on then spoken with the medium and like he basically reintroduced this whole golden bubble thing. Oh, he talks about the golden light. That there like the yeah. light was what you should surround yourself with because white light was too energizing and that golden light was comforting and more soothing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so crazy. Cause I'm doing this golden yeah, bubble like, thing with how my did kid. You, yeah. Like how did you know to be doing the same know. exact thing? Yeah. Yeah. And then he was the one that told me that I had a portal in the house mm-hmm. and I was like, this makes so much sense. I said, I, 
I call our upstairs hallway, the train station. And I tell, told him about, you know, seeing these people coming out of the bedroom lined up. And he said, yes, there's a portal there. He said, that's why it doesn't feel like the same things all the time. That's why, you know, um, there's so much activity there. You like can't get a handle on it, you know? Why and keep I'm like, oh. going down the stairs? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And, um, and he, you know, I don't remember if I, I don't really think I entertained the idea of him. Like, I don't remember if we even talked about like how to solve it or anything. I just remember him being like, this is the reality of what it is. Here's how you can, you know, it's important to make boundaries with yourselves and stuff. And we probably were supposed to have another phone conversation. I didn't do it. I, who knows? But, um, but we did talk later after I took Reiki. So we'll tell you, get there too. Yeah. But are you saying something else about like, like you had mentioned, like where, like the neighborhood that you lived in, and he was like, "Oh, oh yeah, no, yes, I know that yes. neighborhood." Like he was like that. Yes, what that I told him got portals all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I told him where he lived. He goes, "Oh, the North End. That place has several portals." And I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense." I always felt like that. Like Charlie talks about the liminal space thing at the triangle. Raph, you know the triangle at the top of the hill yeah. where the kids would play. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right yeah. The cul-de-sac thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was yeah. like the little plot of land that was a triangle up there. Yeah. You know, and they ended up making a um a labyrinth in the triangle. What? Yeah, yeah. they kicked one down. Me and Devin Ezra were always go through it. I thought it was interesting because you know there is another really famously a labyrinth in Rockford at Women's Space, and it's there because it's a place where there's a like an energy bubble or something in that space in the woods and that's why they put the labyrinth there Wait, and i always labyrinth? i don't even know what this yeah, is oh it's it? like um it's like a walking path that's that's a circle and you walk you walk all the way into the center and then there's a different path that takes you back out and, and the idea is up of the hill yeah yeah like at, at the where that little cul-de-sac is at the top of the hill you know and there's that grass. green space in between right I don't remember at all. Yeah, it, it was like white painted in the grass, you know? They used yeah, like it wasn't paper. a big area. Yeah. But the one at women's space is much bigger. Okay. But the idea is that as you're walking into the labyrinth, you're sort of like, you know, meditating on, on whatever it is you need to do there. And then you get to the center and as you're walking back out, you like leave it, you know? Interesting. If you never walk the labyrinth at women's space, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I'm trying to remember the name. It's not a portal. It's a, I can't remember. I'll think of it. But Women's Space, Rockford has a labyrinth. And it's like in the woods there. It's really cool. Um, Yeah. So we, then we found out we weren't the only ones having experiences there. Although Mm -hmm. Matt didn't tell me about his experience there for a long time. It was a while, yeah. (laughs) Well, because I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, whatever. Like, it's footsteps that I'm hearing on the stairs. It could be anything. Like, maybe somebody's just walking around upstairs. And it just right. sounds like it's on the, the staircase, you know. But um, I also never really got, like, a real good feeling um, while I was there from that back. Uh, I think in the back room where you had, like, the piano. Yeah. Yes. I was just kind of like, it's just because it's, like, super dark back there. It's whatever. But, um, yeah. yeah, I never maybe you've got stories involving that room as well but i do have one um i've been talking a lot you go 
Okay. Um, so I don't know if you remember, this is a, I don't think it was a shared thing, but I mean, like it kind, kind of was basically, I, I remember like, this was when I was in the same room where we saw like the dog thing, you know, but I remember like just straight up in my doorway, I'm waking up in the middle of the night, my throat's dry, you know, I remember just like something staring at me it was a black mass i didn't see any eyes or anything could have had its back to me i don't know all i know is there was something in the doorway and i'm just like curled up in my bed after seeing it you know and i'm just i'm freaking out about it and it's sort of like it, it didn't exactly walk away it more kind of just floated in a sense like i didn't see any movement in like the lower half at all or anything but I remember just like running downstairs to you. You were on the couch and I was like, Ma, Ma, I just saw something, you know? And like, I'm freaking out. And I don't know if you saw it too, but like, you know how like our couch at one time, like it, like you could look over and like it would look into the dining room in the back room. Yeah. I went down towards you. I started talking to you. A few minutes after talking to you, I look into the back room and it was there. What is okay. it? Do you remember any? Any? Do you remember anything about how it looked? I, uh, kind of like, just it, like the outline of it kind of looks like just like a dark cloak, but that's about all I can get from it. I didn't see anything like within that mass at all. It just was black. Tall, short. Was it tall or short? Or I mean, cloud. Kind of tall. Or... I would say about as tall as I am right now. You know, six, six foot, six three. But it was tall enough that it looked like it was like almost at the top of my door frame, like its head was about to hit it. But I, I, yeah, it just, I remember seeing that in the back room that same time. And it just, I don't know, it just freaked me out. And I kept talking to you guys like, Ma, it's like, it's right there. I'm seeing it right there through the dining room, you know? The only reason I ask, a lot of people who experience like the shadow people see the, the hat man. I saw that actually. That's another thing I was going to bring up afterwards. Oh, that's what I was. That's when I was questioning about the overalls. I was like, was there a hat? Was there a, like, was there I, a straw hat man? There's yeah. always, yeah, the hat man. I promise you, every every person that's been on this yeah. podcast almost always talks about mm -hmm. the hat man. I've seen it. Yeah. I remember seeing it. It was in the same room where I was in the loft. Because he. Ah. When I was on the loft bed, if I crawled towards the end of it, I could see out my door and down the hallway. So the loft bedroom is the bedroom that I saw the people coming out of that room. I believe that's where the portal was, was that doorway. I think it was, I think it was right there too. But that's also, I think, because like, that's also like, I saw, like, I saw it like, Again, it wasn't exactly a walk. It was a float. It, like that's the thing about these shadows. They never walked. That's the thing. That's like when I knew like this isn't normal. Like yeah. I'm not just seeing a person in my house, you know? And it's it like it came out the bathroom and just sort of went down towards the stairs. And I remember just like seeing it start going down, but like that's when I also noticed like there was a there was details on it. Like the environment around it affected it in a sense. Like Sort of in the sense, again, it was like a cloak type thing. Um, but in the back, you know, those, um, it's like an older coat. They kind of have like a V in the back. They're kind of like yeah. cut, you know, like two, sort of like that kind of like popped up as it was going down the stairs, like a gust kind of hit the back of it or something like that. Like a rancher's coat kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And I just like a tux coat. Yeah. It, it, okay. Uh, it's like it had something that had a split in the back. A split in the back. Yeah. It, um, I don't exactly know how to describe it. It, it's it's more of a jacket too. It like hangs down, like the back of it hangs down to like the ankles, like those two sort of like pronged. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's like the that bottom, like that, like those bottom prongs, kind of like puffed up a bit in a sense. You know. Like an mm -hmm. overcoat. Like an overcoat, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. So you did did that? That was what you you thought it was the hat man? Absolutely. It had a hat. Oh. <laughs> That's what got me. <laughs> I never, I never want to like bait people into like, talking about the hat man. I just, <laughs> I seem to notice that like it's all it, too common. When it's a shadow person, especially if you have like a like a like a plethora of shadow people, that's always there. And the the thing about that though is, whenever I saw that, it wasn't. It was more than a feeling of dread. It was a feeling of danger. That's the thing. Oof. It it was like I'm straight up gonna die, like, Oof. and I think I'm gonna bring up one one of the other shared experiences I had with mom. Well, and, hold, hold on, real quick. Did you say that you saw this entity more than once? Essentially, yeah, I saw it. Like, oh. I mean, I'm assuming the like the the cloaked figure before that was in the uh, in the doorway from you know uh, while I was in the other room. I assume that it was the same thing. I don't know exactly. Like, I'm assuming it was though, because it was another. It was clearly another shadow person, but I didn't. I don't know. It, it just it felt like there wasn't really more than one exactly. And the thing is, it was the same feeling as when I saw the Hatman. That's the thing. It, it's the same feeling of like danger, mm -hmm. you know, like adrenaline spike. I'm I'm about to like scream in terror type thing, you know. Yeah. Is yeah. that like? Are you gonna talk about the night where you told me that you literally thought you were gonna die? Yes. Okay. I remember this. There was a night where my mom straight up had to like hold me while I was in my bed because I was just freaking out, crying. I was like, mom, I'm going to die. Something's going to kill me right now. Like I'm freaking the fuck out. Like I straight up think that in that second, I'm going to die. Like I'm going to convulse or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just, uh, I mean, there's another thing connected to it, but I'm going to let mom explain that because that's her, that's her thing, you know? It was like, uh, mom will explain it. It's about the Reiki too and how it uh -huh. works out. But yeah, like the thing about it too, I don't, I don't know if, I, I don't know if you remember me bringing this up at all, but in that moment, it wasn't just me like crying, but like, I was also exhausted, like physically in that moment. Cause it was just pure panic. You know, I'm running on adrenaline. I'm about to pass out basically. But in that moment, I'm also seeing like, visions in a sense kind of it, it's sort of just like very detailed type things it but it felt like it felt like pictures zooming by you mm -hmm. know like when you see film slowly going by and you see like the pictures individually flying by same yeah. sort of thing it, it was weird like every time i shut my eyes it was just like that just boom another one boom another one do you remember but, was there anything like specific about them like any vision any, yeah there we go like and that's, are they are they like visions from from your own memories or like was it no, something else completely different the thing that got like that got me about it was it was like terror it was like seeing hell essentially is what i'm saying mm -hmm. like it was terrifying things that i was seeing you know like about how old i was like how old was I? I was like 11 maybe 12 yeah i would say you were probably around 10 or 11 okay yeah i mean 
Good. I'm just, I'm seeing like, it's grotesque things. That's what I'm trying to say is like, mm. you know, and it's like, it's, too, it's just, it was detailed. That's the thing that was really getting to me. That's why I think that's another reason I was panicking really hard. Cause like, I mean, I'm seeing like bodies and shit flying by my face, you know, it's, it's, it was weird. But the thing that the reason I bring this up is because in that moment too, and this is going to sound kind of generic in a sense, but like in one of these things that passed by, I saw the cloaked man. It was that same fucking figure just right there, like in the, like in one of those visions. And then, you know, I wake up again, screaming to mom and then close my eyes and it's gone. Another vision comes by. It was there for a split second. Just like letting you know it was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Was it seeing that cloaked figure that initiated that panic that night? No. Or no, no. Okay. No, it that sort was of like came... midway into it. You know, it was going on for like okay. 30 minutes. So it sort of came out of nowhere? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I definitely think this was one of those situations where it was always there. Like something but... was fine. Yeah, like okay, have you? I mean, you guys have probably heard of the Sally House, right? Like it's oh, it's one of the most famous. It's like a very famous paranormal situation where it was. People think that it was a, a demon that called itself Sally, but basically, oh no, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of the Bell Witch. Basically, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. The Bell Witch. What happened basically was it was the Bell family got a plot of land, and at first it started off with just like hearing sounds of scraping. The vision. I remember hearing, this. Yeah, hearing clear voices, and this is going over like years of evolving, you know. And it's this creature, it's this demon, this witch thing, saying like its power is growing. They could finally hear like clear voices, and they're seeing stuff, you know. And I think it was the same sort of situation because every time I'd get that same feeling of danger, like I mean, I was getting that same feeling before I even saw it. But I remember when I finally did start seeing it, I knew that it was connected to that. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like every time I saw it, it was, you know, it was just that same feeling. And it wasn't even the initial seeing it that made that gave it that feeling. It was like it would be like five minutes beforehand. I would start to feel like, oh, shit, something's going down. And then it was there, you know, right. Except the time I woke up because I I don't even remember what I was. I don't know if I was dreaming that night or whatever, but, you know, I think it was the same sort of situation that it was always there because like. I even remember a few months being into the house, like even going up the stairs, I would just dash because I felt like something was chasing me, mm, sure. you know? And like, if I like, I mean, it was just intense panic just going up the stairs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a thing that it was always there, but it just kept getting worse. You know, it sort of grew over time. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, there were times where I felt it sounds so irrational to people who weren't not experiencing it, but where I felt that these, these golden bubble thing that I was doing, Charlie was like necessary. It felt important. It felt, you know how I said that sometimes it felt like negative energy in there, but sometimes it felt totally fine. Right. But Mm -hmm. like when it felt like negative energy, it felt so personal. It felt so directed Mm -hmm. at us yeah. As opposed to just like negative energy in the air. Right. It right. would like come at us, you know, where the other things were sort of just around. The negative things were very direct. One of my most negative experiences happened in that back room. 
And Charlie, this was, I think you were at your dad's for the weekend. This was after I'd married David. It mm-hmm. was not, you know, it was uh, before I finished Reiki, you know, but um, I, so yes, that back room, because when you sit on the couch, it, it was in your peripheral, this back room, right? When you would look through mm-hmm. the dining room into this back room and it did have wood paneling back there, like narrow wood paneling. But there was also a back door back there with a window on it. So it wasn't, but it did always feel kind of like just really, really dark. And, um, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. And then it had so that I, dark, heavy feeling to it. Yeah. It, it did. Day, but even with a window back there. I think there's some interesting things about this particular area of the house. So, uh, because I would see like shadows or movements or things. And then when you look, it's nothing's there. Right. But you can, it's like in your peripheral. So there's a couple interesting things about this spatially. One is when you walk right outside the back door from there, there is a big cement patio and in it, there's like a center stone, right? And this is where the old cistern was for the house. It was outside of the house, like where they kept the clean water. And also in the basement. So I would assume that this back room was added on later, right? except it lines up with the back with the kitchen now maybe all of that was added on later i don't really know but the basement matches that layout except underneath that room it's walled off in the basement but not completely to the top people kept telling me it's for support it's for support but the walls don't go to the ceiling they're just yeah, walls. No support going they're on there. Cinder brick walls. And there's, you can look, you know, there's this one spot where you can like look in there and it's like three quarters of the way filled with dirt. Like not all the way filled with dirt, like three quarters of the way filled with dirt. I don't know why. You cannot access the room. There's no doorway to it. You can't get, I mean, the slit was like, you know, this big, but there's no point where the walls meet the ceiling. Now, Maybe somebody watching this will know a valid construction reason for this. Maybe it is supportive just having the dirt in there. I don't know. But I always thought that was strange. And I sometimes, uh, David and I would sometimes hang out in this basement room and it felt weird. Same thing. The kind of the same way it felt in the room above it, right? So um, one day, and I just want to, sorry, I'm going to add to you that on that i'm jumbling because i'm like a lot of thoughts yeah, in my head. Yeah, you're getting i apologize yeah. <laughs> you walk out the back door there's that cistern area there's our garage and the driveway and david my husband the person i married while i lived in the house um he had had experiences in the backyard in particular like by the garage and by the driveway where he saw like this person, David is a skeptic. He is not a ghosty person, right? And he saw a man, like while he was shoveling snow one day or mowing lawn. I don't know. I don't remember like what time of year it was, but where he saw this person in the driveway more than once, but they weren't really there, you know? And he, it was hard for him to admit that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we came in from the backyard one night. And as we go in the back door, you're immediately in the, back room and just to my left as soon as we walk in there's this dark again a dark shadow except I know it's a man like it it's it's a 
it's, this is hard to describe to you because I don't know exactly how my medium thing works, you know, but like what I see is, is a black outline, but, but what I like see in my third eye sort of is, is a, is a man, right? So the outline matches what I'm seeing in my head, if that makes any sense. So mm-hmm. it was sort of like, um, a man who is about as tall as me, a little disheveled, a little overweight. He had black hair and like a goatee. And I, his hair was either just curly or messy. And he instantly, like as soon as I walked by him, he just like zapped me with all this really negative thoughts like of his. So I right away as I walked by, Uh, It was like he had worked at a convenience store and he was obsessed with this woman that would come in and he had all these horrible, horrible thoughts of what he wanted to do to people who came into the store and, and what he wanted to do because he was so angry about this woman rejecting like, like this incel type thing we have now. Right. Like it was awful. And it like stopped, like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't take a breath. It was like, and David knew me well enough to know something had happened and like sort of rushed me to the front porch, like to get away from that back room, got me water, called me down and then asked me what had happened. Like he knew that Mm -hmm. something had hit me. I don't know if he saw it or not, or if he just could tell by my reaction, but that was, even though that maybe wasn't as creepy in the moment visually as like the little kid, like sneaking down at my bed, but all the information that came at me, the energy that came at me and the way it sort of like killed my energy in that moment, like was terrifying. It was so scary. And I just was like, I can't go back in there. I cannot go back in there. My, I was, it was the first time I was really fearful that he was still going to be in there. And he was, we moved back in the house and he's just standing in this corner of the back room, just like being a total creep. And I'm trying to do the thing. Like there was a time where I was in the upstairs bathroom brushing my teeth and I see this man, he's a blonde man, tall, he's wearing jeans and like an an 80s sweatshirt, kind of like 80s feathered hair. And he looks like a young, like 20 something guy, right? And he's looking at me like, I can see his mouth going, hello, hello can't you see me? Like, but I can't hear him, but I can see him speaking it. And he was like, why aren't you talking to me? Like he, I know you can see me. And I just went, this is not your stop, man. And he like, he went away. (laughs) And the problem with people just like (laughs) coming to you and be like, I'm just going to chill with her for a while. Like, no, (laughs) get out of here. (laughs) Right. And (laughs) <laughs> it's funny that I even use the term stop because I still think of it like a train station right? I'm like this is not yeah. your stop, is that but stop me? <laughs> in the back room would not go away and I almost feel like even though I was saying the words something had gotten like pulled from me in that moment whatever the energy and I was having trouble recovering where it was like I sort of like lost my protection my my something you know I couldn't get them to go away um until like much later that night and but it took a lot and I had already taken Reiki one at that time um it's okay if I talk about the Reiki now yeah 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 please (laughs) wait so I just quick question yeah so um, maybe this is too early to ask this but do you feel like 
the people or the entities that you that were in this house why were were they connected to that house or were they just coming through this portal to the home i think they're just coming through the portal and so even this guy the disheveled guy Mm -hmm. that was in that walled off room i mean because like I don't know. We've probably all seen a horror movie or two. And well, like, he wasn't in the walled off room. He was in the above the walled off room. Yeah. Right. Above right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, but, you know what I mean? We've all seen the movies where like you break down the wall and, you, <laughs> and like terrible things and, and you dig it up <laughs> and there's you know, right. like yeah. Yeah, you, haunting Connecticut type stuff. Bodies yeah. in the wall. Yeah. That's up shit. Yeah. 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 yeah th- that and like, I don't know. I, I've been watching Skinwalker Ranch. They had like a thing like yeah. that. And then <laughs> yep. they, they had a half wall and they were like, it was whatever. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's always like a thing you know what i mean like you think he was connected to that house because he had such a strong presence this seemed like the other people were passing through but he seemed to have an attachment like he had a right to be there yeah like what, what was his did you get a sense of why he was trying to yeah talk with you or i felt like he was trying to intimidate me okay so i don't know whether you're right i don't know whether he was attached to the house or not i feel like in general things were there and i do think sometimes like the the young guy in the sweatshirt i think maybe they just stopped because they know i could see them or that charlie could see them or whatever and they were hoping Um, yeah 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 you know i don't think they always mean to creep you out the way that they do you know but this guy meant to intimidate me so whether he was attached to the house or not i don't know i know i didn't see him again after that night but that also was shortly before I sort of took care of things. Okay. So With I don't know. He, yeah. Okay. Cool. So you're right. right. He could have been. I, I don't know if he was attached to the house. I just want to go in the house right now and break that wall. <laughs> I got a lot of I want to know what's in that house. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm like, what's under that dirt? It's just more dirt. I don't know. Probably all the yeah. convenience store people. I mean, maybe like the corner of the foundation was crumbling in, so they just like walled it That's off. That's what I, yeah, it's very possible that it's for the outer yeah, foundation. Uh, yeah. It's weird though. Yeah. That was like a, um, was it a limestone basement? Yeah. Because our house was a limestone basement, and we definitely had a really, really fucking creepy back room that was like a coal room, apparently. I remember. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I remember. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, that dude, I hated that basement so much. Mm-hmm. But like there was a room back in that same would have like I mean, our houses face different directions. Like right. The front of my house faced the side of your house. Right. And so, but like mm-hmm. it would have been like if you were like if you'd walked in our house, it'd be like the far, the far left corner. Is that where you're which was? is like the side of which my house is on? The far right mm-hmm. corner. Oh your- no. Uh, oh no, if you oh I'm sorry, if you're in my basement. Far left corner. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know, because we had the same... Yeah, like, maybe there was a coal room there. Who knows? I don't know, because that's what we had. It was a coal... They called it a coal room, because it had, like, a weird yeah. metal door to they the outside. Shoot, the chute, yeah. Uh-huh. And then, like, inside it, it just had... The, it was so scary. It was just, like, a <laughs> like an old wooden door that, like, didn't really quite shut. And I was yeah. like, this room. Portal. <laughs> Portal. For Portal. sure. I hated that room. So yes. Much. Just like I kept it shut all the time and I was just like, no one's ever going in there. But anyway, I was just curious. So yeah. many of the houses in the neighborhood have those. I, the right. house I grew up in on Church Street, on Church and near Church and Women, had the coal chute door in it down there. And I seem to recall my younger years, I think it even had the old 
like boiler furnace still down there. I'm trying to remember like that wasn't in use anymore, but like the, the thing itself was still there, which was pretty creepy. Yeah. But our, yeah, the, also all those are limestone basements, you yeah. know, our house had been kept up. Like our, that was like the one thing our house inspector was like, I know this is, doesn't matter. All, but <laughs> there was like not a lot of the old stuff in it because like, he was like, I've never, he's like, you don't see a house this old. That's been like, he's like all the necessary updates were made. Mm -hmm. So like most of it wasn't like, that creepy except for that one room i mean like there is still some old knob and tube down there and like some weird oh yeah stuff. like mm -hmm. it had been kept up enough so it didn't have a lot of uh, that anyway yeah yeah but like that whole shoot room was just never gave me a good because it was it was still it was like painted white and you could tell it had been painted white at some point but it still had black on the walls oh it was just black and like part of the room was black mm -hmm. and i was just like this is yeah i just wondered if that was like a similar room that's all it could have been it could have been yeah i think i can i can kind of okay i think i can kind of get the idea of like feel of like the new renovation kind of feeling less uneasy in a sense i i i bring this up because i remember the upstairs bathroom that we had it had like like recently renovated floors it had like like everything was pretty new looking you know but that's the only room i felt safe in a sense alone in so I mean, funny that you say that Oh no, because mom would yeah. actually find me like asleep in the bathroom because that's, that's like that's true. I would be I would feel unsafe in my own room because of like and that was a redundant presence. Mm -hmm. First, yeah, it kind of felt like the bathroom was like off limits. Interesting, because yeah. 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 it was updated. Uh -huh. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like mom would find me constantly asleep, and I don't I don't know if you remember we had this like little like metal shelf thing that would hold like like wet wipes and stuff like that. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. remember that I would also put it in front of the door as like a barricade? Yes. Yeah. It, like, I mean, the other thing too was like, I never wanted to like, like, I mean, I would be asleep in the bathroom, but I also never wanted to lay down because one of the things that I did notice, which I think does kind of correlate with the idea of mom talking about it being like a train station type thing. Mm -hmm. Basically, Whenever I would lay down, there's always like a little crack into the door, you know. What I mean, that's normal, but mm -hmm. I could see shadows of like feet. It was weird, like shoes, but it was different every time. It was never the same thing, you know. There. Mm -hmm. So I never yeah. exactly saw like hundreds of people going by, but I saw shoes every time I'd peep under that doorway, and I never would want to lay down. And if did I did, it would be like my back to the door as like a barricade. Did you ever feel like the floor up there like vibrated strangely? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we haven't talked. I forgive me. We haven't talked about this in a really real like years. Um, yeah. I would feel like I remember asking people like or looking the new looking for the news. Where do we have one of those little because you know what Rockford all the every once in a while gets like a little earthquake from that one fault line that's somewhere in Illinois. You know, yeah. we get a little rumble. We did okay. have an earthquake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had yeah. an earthquake while we lived there in yeah. 2009. Was like yeah. when, living, when I stopped living there, there was an earthquake. I remember. Yeah. Sure, documented earthquake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I, I just remember. And I didn't know anything happened. Like, I don't know where I was, but. Yeah, I thought it was just right. like semi going by our house because like everything just started yeah. like rattling on the shelves. I was like, oh, this is weird. Okay. Whatever. Illinois has huge fault lines. I think one of yes. the biggest fault lines yeah. in the country runs through here. So anyway. Right. But 
but this was more like frequent. Yeah, <laughs> it was like partic- in particular felt like the floor was vibrating on the, the second floor. floor. It wasn't yeah. like things were vibrating on the dresser or the windows. It was the floor. I think I have an example of how it felt like too. Like you, do, if you have like central air in your house, you know, like when your AC first kicks on, it has like that little vibration of it going through the vent. Yes, that but constant, almost like that that hum. Yeah, like like a little yes. rumble. Yeah, that was, that was the spiritual train running through there. Yeah, the train station. That was yeah. the train station. I'm telling yeah. you. So yeah, at one point I, I had wanted to take Reiki, a Reiki class for a long time. Which if, for people who don't know, it's it's energy healing, basically using the white light of the source, whatever that is for you. And uh, you're not creating it or anything like that. You're just, you're just, uh, it's moving through you and you are passing it into something else like a person or a plant or an object or whatever. It can't do bad. It's, it's only good. You can't, you know, anyway, I, I wanted to take Reiki because that, well, I'd been interested in it years before, like before I had Charlie, I had a friend that took Reiki and it really interested me, but I just never did. And then that psychic suggested, he said, I feel like you're a healer and you should take one of the healing arts. And I said, I've always been interested in Reiki. So I went to sign up for the class at Rock Valley through uh, Richard Gubby, Richard Gubby. And I remember the classes were full or no, they canceled the class because there wasn't, I don't know, something like that. And I remember I sent him an email and said, I really, like, I was so insistent because I just felt like this was the time to take it. And he was like, if you can get three other friends, or was it two or three other friends? I don't remember. I don't remember. At least two. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, and, and, and then if you can get two or three other friends to sign up for it, I'll do it at my house. You guys can just pay me directly. I'll do it at my house. I was like, great. It grabbed Matt Wandell. Yeah. My aunt Jeannie, and I feel like there was one other person. I think there was, yeah. I think there was four of us, yeah. And I can't remember who the fourth person was, but I can't remember. Didn't Nana go sometimes? Huh? Didn't Nana go sometimes? No. Wait, was it Nancy? I think it was. No, no it wasn't yeah, Nancy. Did go with you? I don't remember. No, she went with us to some, like she went to with us to the ship coffee thing, but. Remember, Nancy came with yeah, us. Yeah, 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 she did. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so I took Reiki one. And Matt, I don't know if you remember this, but the first time he had us like practice on each other, which I think was even the first day that we did it. Yeah, yeah. I like broke out in a massive sweat while I'm like, I think you were the person laying down. And like, you know, we just are putting our hands on you, right? And I'm just like sweating. And it's, and he, I was like, something is wrong. I'm going to pass out. And he's like, <laughs> no, this is good. He's like, it's just that the energy moves really fast through me and it literally creates friction and it heats me up. So when I do Reiki, I get really overheated. (laughs) Anyway. Um, I mean, I really took to it. I I really enjoyed it. I don't, uh, did you enjoy the class, Matt? I did. I did enjoy it. There, I recall there was one, there was an instance where he had to sit down. He took us one by one, had to sit in a chair or something like that. And he, I forget attuned what attuned us, attuned us or whatnot. Yeah. And like, I, like, I literally felt lighter after that. Like it, there was something like up here to where like all of a sudden I was just like, okay, like I feel at peace. I feel lighter. Like something definitely felt different there after he yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. So after probably a year and a half, I just of uh, practicing just 
first level Reiki. I decided to continue on with him and do my second level. I did my third level fairly sooner. I think it took me a total a little over two years that I spent like learning all three levels. Some people go and learn them like in a weekend. I mean, I don't know, but I was trying to like practice in between. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the second level is all about um, using ancient symbols in Reiki. It's and it's about distance healing. Um, And I learned that you could use symbols to cleanse spaces in your rooms or, or to, you know, put this white light energy in the room. And the way that our, the teacher had described this to me is that this energy could basically transform negative energy into good energy. So it eliminates the negative energy in your house. And I was like, well, shit, I need that. <laughs> I need yeah. that. I need, I need that. that. So Everybody. I remember I started practicing rate these this symbol Reiki on my house windows doors while sometimes i would just sit on the couch and just do it in the air because i was just trying to learn how to do the symbols correctly and and i and it was like stuff started to slow down pretty quickly and i remember one day i really intentionally went through every single room in that house basement first floor second floor attic everywhere and rakied everything and it was like Charlie, I don't know if you remember. It was like everything just stopped. I do remember that because I also remember that being the same night that I had that panic where I was like, I'm going to die. Remember? You did it right after and everything felt lighter. Remember oh, that? yeah. That's why, that's why I was going to oh let you bring God. up. That's why I was going to let you bring up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that makes so much room. sense. Like. I'm like, yeah. why was I all of a sudden motivated to like do the entire house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. After, after trying to protect my child. Yeah, Boom. yeah. I, I remember you like you were. I think you were doing the same thing that you're talking about, like attuning the chakras or something like that. But mm-hmm. like, did on me, and then you did it in every room. All of a sudden, all those visions and panic stopped, gone, and everything felt lighter. Just like you said, Matt. Like mm-hmm. the whole yeah, but yeah. the whole house felt like that. Yeah. It was just gone. The hallway didn't feel weird. Like nothing. It was nothing. I mean, we had nothing. We had like nothing happen after that. So did you, so you, so you closed the portal. So I, yeah, I didn't know at first. That's what I did. It wasn't what I was trying to do, but I talked to the psychic again and I was telling him that I was, you know, doing Reiki too. And, you know, I sort of thanking him for like encouraging me about this healing thing. And, and I was like, you know, I, it's crazy. I like, I, I don't know, it must have helped the house because like we don't really have any activity here anymore. He goes, you closed the portal. <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, he goes, I sense that you closed the portal. I was like, oh my God. And it was interesting because I used to watch that show, uh, The Dead Files a lot, mm-hmm. Charlie Holden comments. And, um, but I noticed that it was, I swear, now maybe I didn't notice it before because it was it's sort of a thing like where you buy a car and all of a sudden you see that car everywhere and you never really noticed it before. Yeah. But like all of a sudden I saw them. I don't know if huh? there's a there's a specific word for that. Yeah. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What is. is it? I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. Oh. Yeah. There's a specific okay. word for it. You like focus on it and then all of a sudden you start seeing mm-hmm. it. So right. So all of a sudden I noticed that a, this the like things they were suggesting to the homeowners who were having these issues was having a Reiki protect. A practitioner come in and I was like 
this is crazy. But I, I swear I had, I don't remember them like offering that before, you know? And I was like, this is so weird, you know? And I mean, I had regular Reiki clients in Rockford, you know, people that would come and see me and I'd work on them. Um, and I always told people that at the very least, you're going to feel more relaxed when we're done. And at the best, it can actually help your body heal faster, you know? So, um, anyway, yeah, it was pretty wild. I mean, it was so calm. I mean, we only lived there probably another year after that. Yeah. Um, but it was complete. Yeah. <laughs> Time to yeah. Move. yeah I mean, that house. yeah, maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I do have to head out actually in a second here because I have to open the store tomorrow. But I want to bring up a couple more things. So that's all right before I head out. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So I never knew that somebody said there was portals all around that neighborhood. But that links to the idea of what I was talking about, I think, with like the liminal space in that neighborhood. Like, Just I remember right. like like when, would, like, there, when there was like a lot of snowfall, sometimes I would like play outside at night. You know, it was just cool. You know, there's snow everywhere. I do also, I didn't realize that David saw something in the driveway because I don't know if you remember, but like every time I would, like I would have to take out trash, I would scream and cry about it because I felt creeped out because of how dark it was back there. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I, I would go on a fight about it. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. He was scared yeah. to death to take the garbage out. And he wouldn't go in the basement either. He would not go oh, in the basement. No, I only went in the basement at like seven times throughout the time we lived in that house. He would not go in that basement. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Same with the attic too. I never went in the attic because I mean, also that was just the thing of like the attic was old, but I just I never wanted to. I I hated it. I dreaded it. Yeah, but that neighborhood definitely. I never felt at home there. That whole neighborhood, no, no matter where I went, especially like at night, it felt, it especially felt very prevalent at that time too. Very dark. Because it's again. Very dark. It, yeah, it was such a creepy area in that sense. Yeah. You know, only a few street lights. You know, most of the street was dark, especially looking up the hills. You always felt like something was gonna stare at you from up there. You know. Yeah. It, it was it was weird, but I remember like, like uh, there was it was a specific time. I was trying to play in the snow, but the snow wasn't packing. Was trying to build like a little wall around me, mm-hmm. and I remember this very very detailed because like that was one time that like I really remember like feel like feeling and seeing something and like i i sort of realized i was like oh shit i i didn't know i could do this you know like it was a time that i first really acknowledged it i guess is the best way to put it but like it wasn't like something staring at me through a window but it felt bigger it, it was weird okay like do you guys know the artist trevor henderson at all i, I don't know if you do uh well shout out to him he's an amazing artist but he he does these pictures, uh, or like he he makes art of like he'll he'll take a picture of a place that that looks like our neighborhood or something like that, and they're always it'll be like a creature or something that he created for it. But they're they can be like leviathans, like huge huge things. But that's what it felt like. Like it didn't feel like I was be stare. It didn't feel like I was being stared at through a window or something like that. But it was sort of like it was like something was watching me from above, like in the trees, you know, because those trees were huge, you know. Dude, that's so yeah, crazy that you this. This art is dis- disturbing, but awesome. Damn. Yeah, but what's it, his name? Trevor Henderson. Oh, that. Trevor yeah. Henderson. yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, these yeah, are. It, it it felt like something large was staring at me, or something from above. It was weird. You no, know, 
I agree. I definitely, definitely agree. Cause I, cause we, when I lived there, we worked split shifts and I was always at night there by myself. And I have never felt more scared living in a place. And I, I prayed over my house. I anointed it with oil. I prayed over every single corner of that house, touched every corner of that. <laughs> and I never felt okay there. Like no matter how much, I mean, I'm, now I know why I'm living across the street from <laughs> Portal Central. Well, you may yeah. have. Been your I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure because that's when my daughter started experiencing mm-hmm. stuff, and then she had nightmares all the time about that, about that place, and about that, and that up the house, and like really disturbing stuff. And like mm-hmm. she actually had her own episode. And we talked about it there, but that's where her experiences, like one of her first experiences, started was at that house right across the street from you guys and it makes sense mm-hmm. now that there's like portals all over i mean i made totals and that feeling you're talking about i know that feeling because like yeah it felt my like this is i don't think i've ever even told anybody this but like i felt surrounded especially at night i just felt surrounded yeah and the thing about it was it wasn't like a specific house where it was coming from it was oh, the neighborhood every, itself it was that every, area oh my god you guys this is so crazy I have, I swear to you, I've never told anybody this before. Never. So I grew up in that neighborhood, right? It feels like home to me in that neighborhood. I've spent a lot of years of my life in that neighborhood. But I know exactly the feeling you're talking about. And this is so crazy. Like, for decades, I have a reoccurring dream in that neighborhood where I'm walking around and I hear, like, this a creature but like you said it's not like one thing and it's sort of this booming uh, you know how like in the movie the war of the worlds mm-hmm. uh, you know that sound like right yeah, this, yeah. over everything like i can hear that sound and it and it i'm walking like in the neighborhood where it like it still feels like home, but I'm scared because I feel I can hear this like thing and I know it's there and I feel like it's looking for me, but in the dream, I'm not like running or anything, but that's ex- the way you describe that is exactly what's in my, this reoccurring dream. This, this, this sense. And it's always in that neighborhood. You know, I spent my childhood there and oh my God, that's so crazy. And I still, to this day, have that dream. I, this sends fucking chills down my spine because like the <laughs> thing about it too is like anytime like okay it, it always felt it specifically it was the trees if i was like in the middle of the street where there was like nothing it was it was always in the trees it, it always felt like there was like something and again like the vision idea that i was talking about it wasn't exactly like i mean i mean it felt like there was something big but also it was like it sort of was like I, I could imagine very, very detailed something staring at me. Like it, it sort of was like I had a vision of something that wasn't in my eyesight. It was weird, you know? Yes. And I would hear like in the dream, I'm hearing these footsteps. But I mean, it would be like if a giant was walking, like these kind of like earth thud footsteps. It's this like, I mean, huge. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> That's For so me, crazy. Okay. So I actually, okay. When you said trees, that's okay. Oh, oh. well, I have a horrible story and I, I don't, I've never, I've never told anyone this story, 
but like obviously like you know like like I got divorced and like moved out of that house mm-hmm. but like the there was just one instance where you know some stuff had gone down and we were up all night and we were walking around the neighborhood talking you know trying to sort whatever out and there was a a time where we were like sitting on the porch and like I don't know how to explain this but like I just kind of like knew that was it like that was it there's there, there was no going back from this moment and in in that moment we were talking I kept I heard this like loud just crack like tree cracking and a tree branch a huge tree branch it wasn't windy it wasn't storming it was nothing we were sitting outside it's probably like six in the morning being up all night and this crack happened and I we like both kind of got up and looked and we stood in the middle of the street and a huge tree branch like a huge tree branch just cracked and fell middle of the street hey Raph I have a question yeah um so scary specifically like there was a certain tree that like it it always felt very off-putting to be underneath actually no it was two and i remember it was one right outside like the path that led to your front door there's a giant oak tree and there was one to the right of your house there was always the ones right next to your house because it was like the big oak trees you know what i'm talking about yeah that's where i always felt it the worst like something was staring right down at me from there you know yeah, I mean this this tree would have been up the like just up the probably like two or three houses up the street just cracked. Up John Street or up north? What's that? Up John Street or up north? Up John Street. It was John okay. Street. John Street always felt the worst to me. I agree. I uh, agree. I always yeah, you know what's funny is like <laughs> I used to joke around and call it like like the ghetto highway because <laughs> like the neighborhood was super nice, but there were parts that weren't. But it seemed like stuff would happen on that street. Like I remember someone driving down, like right in, in between our houses, like shooting guns. Like mm-hmm. one, it was just like gunshots, like yeah. in our house, like between our houses. Is that the one that crashed into the fence, like across the street from you? Was that before you moved in? Maybe. No. Okay. Well, remember they came down. They came down North Avenue, but they crashed into the fence at the Myers house across the street yeah. from you guys, and then like drove away. Was it when the police were chasing him? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that because this, I have a weird story about that. So I remember, like, I'm a a Christian, so, like, I was listening to this sermon about, like, touching in faith, like, touching different parts in faith. And I always got, like, a terrible feeling from, like, our driveway and that fence. Because, like, we could, like, drive right into your driveway from our driveway. Yes. I remember going outside and putting my hands on the fence posts and just saying a prayer like nothing can cross these fence posts. And that night is when that car, it was like one in the morning. I remember it. This car came flying down and it it stopped right in right in front of our driveway because our driveway like went down the street. I mean, I'll drive with you. But like it stopped there. And I remember looking out and I, and then the police were like chasing somebody. And I remember this man getting out of his car and he started running towards our like gate. Cause like I was, uh-huh. I would usually keep that gate shut, but that night it was, yeah. and he stopped right at that gate and turned around and ran across mm. into your yard. Oh my God. And it was right at the fence post where I had like touched it, like said that nothing can come here. And he stopped. Like I, I saw him got out of his car and stopped. Like he was going to run through our yard, but he didn't. He stopped and ran around his car and 
up your driveway and through your backyard. Yeah, y'all didn't put up a prayer at your property. <laughs> well, she closed the portal. <laughs> she just closed the portals. That's right. That's important. She at the closed moment. the portal. I just prayed. That's some pretty. Days. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's a weird story, but like I remember that that night because like, it was always on John Street. It was always mm-hmm. John. That mm-hmm. one, it just cut through and it would get. Yeah, you'd get a little bit. It'll get a little bit rough. Oh, because it went right to Main Street. You know, it was Ridge on one end and Main Street on the other, and it, yeah. and it really was just like people would. And that stop sign, people never, never. paid anything mm-hmm. in particular on the John Street side. But yeah. that corner, like our little corner, <laughs> everything. It was like that was like the pinnacle. That was like where it. Raphael, all- there was one time where I hosted. Uh, so uh, I think it was quarterly. Our staff for the church would do a like staff retreat thing. Maybe it was twice a year. I can't remember if it was quarterly or twice a year. But one year, because uh, like y- your mom, Matt, had like done it at her house one time. And so I wanted to host it at my house. And I like made lasagna for everybody and like tried to make it all fancy. And it's totally during the day. Right. And uh, this was when. Um, well, I shouldn't use any names anyway. So the pastor's there, the church, you know, secretary's there. There's a couple office people, me, the you know, youth group person and everything. We're doing our little meeting, like planning, you know, brainstorming and stuff. And all of a sudden we hear all this shouting outside the house. And there is a guy, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, he, him and the car stopped in the middle of the road. He's yelling at this woman out of the car. She's gotten out of the car. He's waving a gun around, hits her with the gun, gets in the car and drives away. The pastor at my house grabs a pillow, runs out into the street to put this woman's head on a pillow because she's bleeding from getting hit in the head from the gun. I'm calling the police, like, <laughs> on that corner in daylight on John Street. You know, like, Bradford. was <laughs> was I around? Because I kind of remember this. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. It was during the I don't remember. And, well, yeah. Okay, wait, I can. Based on the pastor, it was. It was pretty early in my thing. So it was probably around 2008, 2009. So I, that would have been when I was there. Yeah. I was not there long. I was not there. Yeah. Long. So, pretty, I mean, ugh. and I was so scared when he ran out the door with the pill. I'm like, he is going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I mean, stuff would uh, uh, happen at that corner a lot. Yeah. So I will, since Charlie has to go, I will, I can wrap it up with some questions here. Yeah. Yeah. So if I bring up one more important thing. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. No, go for it. <laughs> um, so I don't know if this is anything I ever brought up to you, Mom, but I think there's some things that I will bring up that you do remember. But I definitely think, like, like after you did the Reiki, like, everything was gone, you know? Like, I felt like everything was done. But I do remember right as we were moving out, and we went back to the house for, like, the last time while it was empty. Uh-huh. I still felt a little bit of something, in a sense. Uh-huh. From what I'm thinking... I think that the energy from that area lingers with you because I still had a few experiences like right after we moved where I kind of felt the same that I did on John street. I Uh think one of them was when we moved on Rome Avenue, remember like uh, Ming's litter box was in my room, but I think, I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but I wanted to close my door really bad. I was scared. And it's because I felt like something was going to look at me through around the corner. And this could have just been like a residual thing of like me reacting the way i did because of previous experiences Mm -hmm. but it was a weird uncanny feeling the same way that i would feel at john street not like not like the feeling of like death or like you know 
tread, but it was just like, it was worry, you know, it was like something's going to happen. I mean, Charlie, you can't, you can't run away or escape the fact that you are an empath, that you are like a lighthouse and that things I think are always going to be attracted to you. True. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, yeah, even though we might've solved what was going on at the house, like I've had experiences since the house because we're still those people, you know, we probably really amped up what was already there just by being the people that we are. Yeah. My, My idea of it for me is just because of how similar it felt. And this was in multiple houses, my attitude. I mean, even when we moved on to Ellis, I mean, I told you about like, I, you know, like in the basement, I'd hang out. I had like my little area with like my PS4 and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I told you in the other room, like I could hear my name being said. Remember? Yeah. It, it all. The, the Although thing- that neighborhood is also really close to the other neighborhood. Yeah. It's with half a mile. Yeah. And like my thing with it, though, is that I feel like what I got from that is that it's not something that like sticks with you too hard. You know, it's not like a paranormal activity type thing where demons always behind you or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I do think the energy is residual. It always sticks with you in a little, little sort of sense, just some, yeah. something. Little. I just yeah. don't think, I, I think it's like you sort of became like, like once you walk in, you sort of become a magnet. It's always there with you. It, it's yeah, specifically in that neighborhood too. I feel right. Cause I like, even now, sometimes when I like am walking down the street at night, like like when I walk home from a LOL, I mean, I had to go down some dark streets to get back home. But like it sometimes had that same feeling of something watching over me, but not. It, right. And when I say something watching over me, it never felt good. It felt but it never felt evil either or anything like that. It felt uncanny. Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't be there. You know, I I I totally agree with your mom because like. Like I'm someone who also experiences that kind of stuff. Like it definitely open. I mean, it's been my whole life, but it's been, it comes, it comes in waves, but that feeling that you get, um, even in my neighborhood now, I get that, you know, like it'll be just like, I just describe it as like the surrounded feeling. Like there's something watching, there's something just looming. Like it's looking cause, cause what, cause when you're like, I don't know. You can say us us dis- i don't know i always called it discernment i just called it spiritual discernment you know using christian christian christianese um <laughs> a spirit of discernment where you just know and like you're aware that those things are looking for a way because what they're doing is they're watching you to see if you can if you'll let them in you know good or bad you know the good stay you know like depending on what you're doing or what you're inviting in like i think that stuff try it's it's watching because it's it's waiting for like uh, a way in it's waiting for like a little crack, a little anything to find its way to you. You know what I mean? And you're aware and you're aware of it, which most people are not. Yeah, I think. Call it what you will. You know, that's just what I call it. But I think the only other reason, too, that I feel like I sort of like that energy is always stuck with me, specifically from John Street, too, is because. I mean, I, I remember telling mom one time, I think I called her right after it happened um where i live right now i have like my bedroom right here but out there i have like a room that i hang out it's got like a couch and stuff but i was laying down on the couch facing away from the stairs that come up to my room because i'm in i live in a finished attic um but i was facing away from the stairs and the footstep thing happened again like little footsteps going and up the stairs and then like 
every time I like motioned or like I even like started talking. I like I, you know, I was like 18 at this time. I was home alone at the time. My parents were on vacation and I'm I at this point I stepped up. I was like, you're not welcome here. Like, don't come any closer. But again, it would happen. Do, 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 you know. And it start. It happened until it was right behind me again. Like my back is faced this whole time because I don't want to turn around. Yeah. You know why would I want to? You know. I mean, either I have a home intruder or there's something coming up my stairs that I don't know about. Yeah. So either way, in that situation, I want to turn around. But the only yeah. thing is that it was the exact same feeling with an experience that happened in my past. Yeah. So I'm not saying that something specific has followed me, but that energy has stuck with me. Right. It's the fear, yeah. you know, like you, you, you have to learn to figure out the fear because like, I think from what I, I mean, just from talking to people, I think fear is kind of like the main way it finds its way in because, yeah. you know, like there'll be times where I just get that same fear. I used to fear on John street, or, you know, North Avenue where like I would be just overwhelmed and just, it just felt like it was just there and trying to get in, you know, trying to, and you have to figure mm-hmm. out a way to get that fear under control you know what i mean and, and it comes with time you know what i mean like you know you yeah. use reiki you figured it out you know like there's different ways to figure it out i mm-hmm. think i think i did that in my situation because again in this situation when it happened i acknowledged it yeah you know when i was younger i was terrified i didn't say anything i wanted to pretend like it didn't exist yeah. and hope that it would go away right mm-hmm. in that moment when i was alone i knew at this point i was like i don't have my mom around i gotta do something you know Mm-hmm. And I acknowledged it. I straight up was like, you are not welcome in this room. You are not welcome in this house. Leave, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know Reiki. I do know a bit of energy transfer. That's also because of my own personal beliefs. Like I just sort of learned it in my, my own sense, I guess the best way I put it. But because, I mean, that was a year ago. It's never happened again. On John Street, it would happen like yeah. once every seven months, but it hasn't happened again since. I feel like, yeah and i feel like because i acknowledged it it, yeah. it was like all right you're not fucking with me anymore there you, you know? go wow. like let go yeah. exactly it doesn't have the power because that's you know fear can be anything you know it's it's uh not tangible it's not you know danger is like oh i'm in trouble fear is yeah. be anything take any form yeah. find any way to get into your mind you know Yes. take a stand against it that's great that's really good mm-hmm. charlie can i say i'm just so proud of you to hear that and like it it makes me really happy that you still do the golden bubble that that yeah. you know because i, I still do like yeah. i'm glad to hear that you know i'm glad yeah. we got to share experiences today that we hadn't um, heard before from each other yeah and share these memories too i mean there's you know it's a crazy time in that you know crazy you know energies and stuff going on in that house but it's great memories there you know yeah i definitely think also okay this is just a small thing i like to bring up but yeah i think the reason i also felt so targeted and felt so uneasy is because when it did happen i was young i was vulnerable you know i didn't yeah you know i didn't really think about ghosts or stuff that much you know i was like oh ghost you know i'd see it on a cartoon or something but once it actually started happening it was such a realization of like oh no and i you know, and like, I understand you also didn't want to bring it up. And I think that throughout that time too, I sort of was just like, okay, I'm starting to realize this is like, I wouldn't say it was after me, 
you know, I didn't think it had like an end goal of like trying to harm me or anything like that. Like, I mean, it did, but it was like not in a sense of like it was going to kill me or something. I think it just wanted to torment me at the time. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot a lot of times in those situations, it finds people and weakens mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it does is it tries to weaken people. You you hear that in a lot of like, especially like the really intense stories. I mean, this is obvious. This one's really intense. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, what I mean, like. <laughs> it targets somebody it targets somebody yeah. it's usually like a kid or someone yeah. it goes for like, the weakest goes yeah. for the we find yeah, yeah. Everyone, yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly what it is it finds the weakest link and it tries to just wear them out wear mm-hmm. them down mess with their sleep mess with their daily life because yeah, it did that i mean to I, take I, the I just didn't sleep yeah. Yeah. oh my god his sleep yeah it was awful it was awful yeah, yeah. i mean e- even in the sense of like i would try to sleep but like i also wouldn't feel safe t- sometimes i mean mom i think this is something you'd also would definitely remember. I would have moments of like, again, I was running on adrenaline, but I wouldn't want you to leave my room. So I would just like hold on to you. And when you try to pull away, I'd be like, no, just scream and cry. Cause I was like, I don't want to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the times I remember him sleeping really well, or like the times I would let him come sleep in my room, you know, or something. And yeah. Um, yeah, he really struggled. It's funny, like when Matt, when you were saying, I don't, I don't know where if Julie went to touch Charlie and all I could think was he was probably already in bed and he was asking <laughs> me to come up because it was never a one shot deal putting yeah. him down because yeah. even when he could put himself to bed, he like got very regularly got really scared. Something would go on, something would happen, you know, and yeah, I would go do the, he would say, please, can you do the golden bubble with me? Or, you know, please, can you help me? Whatever it was that he, you know, knew I could help him with or just being there with him, you know? That's good. I mean, those mm-hmm. are, that's, you found a way to deal with it. Yeah. No? Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So what I usually ask people, like, what do you think was happening to you? What do you think it was? Or do you know? I think personally for me, it was either something came through really early on and decided to stick there because it knew it could fuck with me, you know, or something was already there and it just slowly started to break me down. I think for me, it was something like that. Like it knew I was terrified and knew I was vulnerable, just went for me, you know? Do you think it was one or multiple or like, was it just strictly the the cloak figure or... I think what was really negative was the cloak figure. You know, again, like, I feel like I'd be chased around a lot, that kind of thing. I mean, I would dash between rooms. Yeah. I mean, mom would see me. But I will give... <laughs> I, Sorry, I, I, I'm just remembering the sprints down the hallway. Like I said, my bedroom was on the other end from the other bedrooms. Like, he, I mean, he would, like, time it. He would stand, like, at my doorway. <laughs> like, when I told him to go to bed or something, he'd stand at the doorway, like, waiting, and then he'd be like, go <laughs> or he'd be like mom can you turn the hallway mom you know like- <laughs> yeah. yeah no um, i i do think too it wasn't all bad i mean we've talked about the negative a lot but you know again like i always felt chased going up or down the stairs but there was this one time i do remember where i think i was protected in a sense and i think i told you about this right after it happened too you were washing dishes you told me to come down and I remember our sink also, like, if you turned around from the sink, you could face down the hallway, like the mm-hmm. downstairs hallway. Um, 
there was one time he told me to come down and I just, again, I got that feeling that I was being chased, but this was weird. Basically what happened was I dashed and like on the last landing, I slipped and I was starting to fall, but it didn't feel like a fast fall in a sense. Like it sort of felt like time slowed down. Like I felt like something tried to protect me because when that happened, I went from like going straight forward to being able to have time to like correct myself and land on my feet. It was weird. Whoa. I, I it was really weird. Like I, I went from like falling straight forward to just like being able to be out and put my arms out and like land on the wall and like be able to put my feet on the ground. Right. I do think that there was something there that like was trying to protect me, which too, which is nice, you know. Charlie. I'm yeah. so sorry to interrupt you. I just remembered another thing. Yeah. And I want to see if you remember. Yeah. This was like towards the end. I remember you telling me, because there, I feel like there weren't a lot of instances where we saw things repeatedly, that there was a girl that was coming to you. Was her name like Emily or something? Or and you said she was like 12 years old. And yeah. I don't remember what you said about her, but that she was like nice. I mean, it wasn't like a scary thing at all. And I can't remember... But like, I remember you telling me about this girl multiple times in, in a fairly short period of time. Do you remember this at all? I do. I remember talking about this as Steak and Shake. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. It, it was, there was definitely a nice thing there. I don't exactly know what to describe it as, but could have been her, but it was definitely like a child around my age at the time. I was like 11 when we started talking about this, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I remember her like being around my age and like seeing her you know mm-hmm. it was weird but it didn't feel uncomfortable i, I felt safe kind of yeah you know? interesting like i i felt i felt like i had a home you know yeah like at night when i was alone i mean like of course i felt like i had a home when i was around mom and david and everybody there but like when i was alone at night you know everybody was asleep I mean, like, I, I always felt so unwelcome, you know? I felt like I was being stared down every time I would close my eyes, you know? But in, in those moments that I did see her apparition, it was homey, you know? It was it was nice. It, it felt, I felt welcomed in my own room, in my own space. Yeah. Yeah. That could very much be what was protecting me at that point. Because when I when that fall did happen, I was like seven too. Okay. I remember the age that I was at the time. Mm-hmm. Like it felt weird. Like I didn't feel like I was being grabbed or positioned or like positioned around, you know. But like it was literally like time slowed down or like gravity just did not apply to me in that moment. It, it felt like I was floating. It was weird. Yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah. It was really bizarre. I, I, I straight up was like, I mean, I remember it like, like my mind went in slow motion. This could have been like my life flashing before my eyes or something too, but like everything just slowed down. Like uh-huh. I, cool. I just remember, like yeah. I had time to think about what was going on while I was falling. You know, there was like three steps it would take like a second for me to go just face plant, but I had time to think about what was going on. It felt like 15 seconds of just like, all right, I'm falling. Let me process move my arms out, move my legs down, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like I didn't need that that rush to try to think about what to do. It felt like I had time to think. It was weird. That's, that's amazing. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah. Julia, I don't know if you wanted to bring this story up real quick. I know that we're trying to wrap it up here. Yep. Um, there was the individual, I won't say names, that she was house sitting for you guys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when David and I went on our honeymoon, it was, we got married in October. So Charlie was in school and a church member offered to stay with Charlie for the week while we went to Mexico. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you know this, Charlie. I don't know if we ever told you. I remember she stayed with me. I don't know if you told me this, no. (laughs) That person, not not the daughter, the mom. Yeah. Okay. She told me when we got home, because I told her she could sleep in our bed and she didn't. She always slept on the couch downstairs. That there was a night where she woke up and saw a woman floating above her, facing her. Oof. You never told yeah. me that one. No. Yeah. I do remember always feeling like something was going to peek up around the couch, though, or like behind the couch. Because yeah. we also had that space between like the heater and the. Yeah. yeah. But I always felt something uncomfortable back there like something was just gonna pop out and start staring at me you know yeah she said she saw a woman floating above her when she woke up that's horrible not surprised yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) too close too close (sighs) Uh, all right julia what do you think was happening um i think that there was a portal for sure a portal I think there was definitely a portal. And I think, I do think that Charlie and I are both people that have, that um, are sort of in tune to that other sense of picking up things that are not tangible, you know? And I think spirits or whatever energies know those people who can see them or hear them. And I think they, you know, are going to come to us. And I, so I think it just was like a, a recipe you know it was like having a having an active portal um and then having people in the house and even like charlie's grandma who lived with us same type of person she she picks up on all this kind of stuff too so it was like the perfect mixture of like all of this sort of like psychic energy, whatever you want to call it psychic energy or like people who are connected in that way and then you know having these this energy have all this access to people it just was like you know it just like escalated 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 you know um i mean i think that's what we ha- that's what happened you know i and i think for on a personal note i was honestly exhausted by it by the time we left that house i didn't want anything to do with it anymore like i got very i practice putting that boundary up 24 7 to the point where I have really lost touch with my with that part of my my instinct my you know the mediumness whatever I don't know what to call it but um and it's just funny that you know when Matt contacted me I just had started thinking about like I think I want to try to tear this boundary down a little bit and just open myself back up to this because it's sort of in a way it's felt like something's been missing in my life because I think it is a big part of my, of me, of who I am. But I just put this boundary up, put it up, put it up, put it up. And I just like, didn't want to take it down because I was tired, you know? Um, so 
on a personal note, I'm, I'm glad to have had these conversations, have this opportunity. Raph, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. On, because it's been very rewarding to come in, share the stories. It's been fun and exciting, but it also reminds me of this piece of who I am that I've been ignoring for a few years. So. Oh, yeah. It never goes away. If yeah. it, always, it always comes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, I always ask this, what's your final thought to everybody? Anybody listening, what's your final thoughts? Acknowledge something when you feel it. <laughs> Don't let it grow. You know, I definitely think that was one of the reasons that we definitely got that negativity so much. You know, we didn't acknowledge it soon enough. I mean, we, we probably acknowledged it, but we didn't really try to do anything. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but I think definitely, like, if something like that, like, if you start to feel that, like, you know, take care of yourself, protect yourself, you know? Nice. Yeah. Julia? I would agree. I I think that parting words on this subject in particular, like, I'm, yeah, I would say learn how to protect yourself spiritually and and psychically that energy and even with living people be careful who you are sharing your energy with who you're letting have access to your energy as i'm using that word because as a, as a reiki master that's like what what we're working with right and like i just want people to also know that there's no shortage of white light, positive, ultimate love energy from the source, God, whatever it is for you that you believe. There's no, there's no lack of it. It's not like one pie that's divvied up a certain number of times and then that's it. Like it's an endless supply. So get grounded, get a little time to meditate or whatever prayer to like refill your tank every day, you know? So when you're out there and you run into people who suck that energy out of you or, or life just does like, there's an endless supply of this beautiful love and light that, that we all have access to and that we're all part of. And I just, um, and I think that these spirits, they're, they're all part of it too, you know? So I think, you know, treat it like you would living people in that, um, although I think you can call them out of your space like Charlie did, because we are in this physical space now, they are not, but, um, you know, the negative, don't let those negative ones suck your energy out and, right. and um, make boundaries with, with everything else, you know, I guess. That's awesome. I love it. Matt, anything? Uh... Come on, Matt. I think their house was definitely haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Just from the, the short few times that I was there, I was like, eh, place is haunted. That's yeah. it. <laughs> if your steps on the stairwell, don't look at it, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was definitely something peeking around that corner there. Like, uh, yeah, just the few times that I kept looking up and all of a sudden nothing there. I was like, yeah. It wasn't Charlie. <laughs> yeah, no. Charlie. Yeah. And I mean, it seemed like it was like around the same height from what, from my peripheral vision. I was it's like, it's Kobe. Oh, well, maybe it was. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely going to look up Kobe. <laughs> I know. I did try to uh, Google Google it, but it's, you know, nothing. But nothing. let me know if you can find anything. I yeah. will do some digging. Any researchers out there or Kathy Kressel? Yeah. yeah, look at look at that area, John Street, North Avenue. Were there any yeah, if there's children, accents, what sort of, you know? Yeah. 
I also the, uh, the rainwater drain. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, I do know there was a fire in the house. By the way, yeah. Oh, and the attic. Um, a lot of the <laughs> beams. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Your a bunch of the beams are charred and black, but they don't take them down because they're still strong wood. And when it would get really hot in the summertime, the house would smell like fire. Ma, do you remember? Yeah. I'm I'm sorry to bring this up too, but do you remember <laughs> with that with that uh, ghost girl? I also told you she seemed she seemed like she seemed charred. You remember that? Charred? Oh yes. Yeah. Burned. She seemed yeah like burned. It was weird. Yes, I remember oh, that. Boy. Yeah. We got some part three. Part yeah, three. yeah, we do. We got some. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely think last closing words simply are also keep yourself surrounded by positivity. Like negativity sticks with negativity and it attracts more negativity. The most of the times when I felt safe, it was around mom or David, and we were having good times there. So definitely keep yourself surrounded by positivity. It's a way to protect yourself. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys Thank so, you much. so much, Raz. Yeah, Thanks for having us. All right. This is Thank awesome. Yeah. Any, anytime. You got more stories? Let me know. I'll make a little side episode. <laughs> we'll understand if you have to trim the episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even know. There's so much in here. But all right. Thanks again, guys. Thank yep. you. Bye. Thank you, Julia, Charlie, and Matt for sharing your stories on Maybe It's Spiritual. Super chilling tales. Uh, if you guys like the podcast, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, any of the major podcasting platforms. We're on there. We also have an Instagram, Maybe It's Spiritual. Uh, TikTok, Maybe It's Spiritual. If you want to share a story yourself, you can email us at maybeitsspiritual at gmail.com as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Love to share your stories. Uh, thanks again for listening.